We would like to welcome you this morning to Mission Bible Fellowship as Pastor Stuart Guthrie brings a message from God's Word. We hope it challenges, encourages, and strengthens your walk with the Lord. Father, we are grateful for all you do in our lives. Father, for each lesson that you teach us and all that you are working in us and so that we can be more made into the image of Christ. And thank you for all those have come this morning. I pray that you use this message to bring about a wonderful understanding of your word and change in, in our lives. Uh, help us to see God uh, and understand our hope in Christ. Please forgive us, Lord, of our sins where we fall short. Help us to grow more and more each day as you begin to do a work in us. You are a good God. And we thank you for your son and pray that we might this morning bring him honor and glory and praise as we look at your word. This morning I pray is that you would fill me and empower me with the Holy Spirit. Give me the strength and ability to proclaim the truth of your word before your people. God, I know that you are working in the lives of each individual here this morning. And I pray that you prepare their hearts, that this message may strike them with curiosity or even conviction as we look at hope in Christ. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, for the next few weeks, we'll be looking at Advent. And really, Advent, all it is, comes from the Latin word Adventus. It means coming. And so we're looking at Advent, the coming of Messiah, the coming of Jesus Christ. And so we will be looking over the next five weeks. This week we'll be looking at hope. Next week we'll be looking at peace and then joy and then love. And then on Christmas morning, which I hope each one of y'all will be here. I know many travel during that time, but we will look at Christ on Christmas morning. This morning I want, though, to look at hope. But before we do that, I want you to have an understanding that hope comes in many different forms, many different fashions. And so we can have a hope and a promise. We can have hope in a future. We can have hope for salvation, eternal life in heaven. We can have hope in, in maybe winning something. We can have hope for a long life. We can have hope for... A long night's sleep sometimes. Really, sometimes we can have hope in people. As the illustration that popped up out of the blue there. Sometimes we put our hope in people. Hope is wide and hope is broad. And so I want to this morning kind of give you what hope is it that we will be looking at this morning in this message, if you remember a few weeks ago, we looked at the Gospels and how they tried to each individual portray Christ in a different way. We saw that Mark presented Christ as the suffering servant. We saw that Luke presented Christ as the perfect son of man. And John presented Christ as the eternal son of God. God Himself. And Matthew, which we'll be looking at today, presents Christ as King. 
king of the Jews. And we have throughout the Old Testament allusions to the coming of Christ. Hope of the coming Messiah. As I was studying this week, I saw a, uh, an illustration of a guy by the name of George Dixon, a lieutenant in the Confederate Army. And this young man carried around a $20 gold piece in his pocket that his wife, his fiance, had given him in the early days of the war. As they came in to the Battle of Shiloh, a Union musket struck Lieutenant Dixon. And it actually struck him in this gold coin. And it saved his life. But from then on, the dented coin went in his pocket, and he would consistently rub it, but he kept it for good luck as a lifesaver, hoping that it would again protect his life. A lifesaver. This morning, I want to ask you, what is your hope in? Is it in material things? Is it in people? Is it in your ideas or your dreams? What is it that you're placing your hope in? And is what you are placing your hope in a valid hope? The Jewish people that Matthew is writing about had a hope. They had a hope of the coming Messiah. And for 400 years there was a silence. Where there was no promises, no prophets to bring about the deliverance of Israel. And the Jewish people had been in captivity. And they had been in bondage and they were waiting for their Messiah to deliver them. In hopes that he would bring them out of bondage and bring them into an earthly kingdom. And here in the context of Matthew, the first ten chapters, we have a revelation of the king. So chapters one to four, Jesus reveals to the Jews his person. In chapters 5 to 7, Jesus reveals to the Jews His principles. And finally, in 8 to 10, Jesus reveals the Jews His power. Matthew's trying to prove that Jesus Christ is the coming Messiah, the King of the Jews. Why do you think that is so? Why do you think Matthew's trying to reveal to these Jewish people that this is Messiah? I mean, they were waiting for Him. They were in bondage and in slavery, and this was their hope. That is what the Christmas story is about. The birth of Messiah. Well, this morning I want to submit that these people had a false hope. Well, Stuart, that's a bold statement. Well, let us just look at it. You remember the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Jewish people, they had in their mind created for themselves their own Jesus, their own Messiah. And they were waiting for a Messiah for many years before Christ ever came into the picture. Ever before He was born. And to them, Messiah would mean a deliverance, a freedom from the Roman rule and oppression that they were waiting. He would be a brave king. One that would come in on a white horse and have a mighty sword that would slay the Roman rule. But instead, their king came in on a donkey and lived his life as a servant, humble. 
gave up his life, a cursed death on a cross. This king that they hoped for, Jesus didn't match the picture. They are still waiting for a king to free them from their oppression. And when we look at the history of the Jews, you will know that they've been driven from Jerusalem. They were victims of Hitler. And they are still fighting for their homeland today. And so you can understand why they're still waiting for their Messiah. Because they missed the mark. They had created in their mind their own type of Messiah. You know, as I studied this, I wanted to look at the hope of Christmas. But what I could not get out of my mind is, what hope did they really have? Did they have the same hope that we have when we look to the Bible and we see the coming of Messiah and we see the big picture? Or did they have a different idea, a different hope? And I think they did. Messiah, when he comes, Christians will say, welcome back. The Jews will say, what took you so long? What is this message of hope that we're looking at for Advent? Listen, not everyone missed the mark though. Though many missed the mark, many did not see Jesus as the coming Messiah, and they're still waiting today. Chapter 1 of Matthew, we see the genealogy of Jesus. He places these names not to make us fall asleep as we're reading our Bible, but to explain something to us. That Jesus is the rightful King, the coming Messiah through the lineage of David. So we see that. Verses 18 of chapter 1 to, to verse 23, we have the birth of Jesus. If you will, this morning, turn with me to Matthew 1, 18 to 21. If you don't have your Bible this morning, I made some slides so that you can follow along. But again, this is church. We live in a culture and in a country that has multitudes of Bibles. Why wouldn't you bring your Bible to church? But let us read Matthew 1. 18 to 21. Now the birth of Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But, When he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to marry, to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Their hope was that Messiah would bring them an earthly kingdom. But Matthew tells us the true purpose of Christ here in the last part of this verse. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 
I really don't know what the people were truly expecting of this man, Messiah. The birth of Christ. What Mary's response was to the angel. We have, the Bible tells us how she responded. But in my studies I wondered, did she expect an a, 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 a earthly kingdom reign? Like the rest of the Jews? Or did God reveal to her the truth of this hope? Of this baby that she would bear. That was brought about by the Holy Spirit. Luke 1. 26-38 reads this. Now in the sixth month. The angel Gabriel. Was sent. From God to the city of Galilee called Nazareth. To a virgin. Engaged to a man. Whose name was Joseph the descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. She was very perplexed about this statement and kept pondering what kind of solution this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she was called barren. Is now in her sixth month. And for nothing will be impossible with God. Mary said, Behold, the bond slave, the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Did Mary expect Jesus to be something he wasn't? I don't know. I think she was pretty clear on what Messiah would be, what hope he brought. But many missed the mark, but not all did. Some knew that Jesus was the King of the Jews, the Messiah. You have the Magi that came to worship the King of the Jews. How did they know? Was it through the prophet Daniel that they understood? How was it they knew to follow that bright star? However, they found out they worshiped. They came to worship Messiah. They got it. They didn't miss the mark. You have Elizabeth, the mother of John, Zacharias, the father of John, that had received the vision from Gabriel and told him that John would be the forerunner for Christ, that Christ would save many, and that John would turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. They believed that Jesus was Messiah. And they blessed him. They praised him. John the Baptist knew. 
that Jesus was Messiah. And he preached, there's one coming that is greater than I. And as he saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Few had this hope. True prophetic Messiah. Many of the Jews missed. Many of the Jews still miss today. They they are hoping for another Messiah, one that would bring freedom and reign with their people. Yet, the prophetic messages all the way from the old into the new, Christ fulfilled them. Yet they continue to deny. John 1.11 says, He came to His own, and those who were His own did not receive Him. Hope. This isn't the hope that I think of when I think of Christmas. The coming of Jesus. It was foreign to me as I studied. Because in my mind, I had an understanding that I have the big picture. These people were living through the prophecies of the old and many missed. What is it that you have hope in today? What is it that you've created in your mind about Jesus, the Messiah? Today in our culture, all kinds of people have created their own Jesus their own Messiah, much like those in the Old Testament. They had put God in a box. They had put their coming Messiah in a box. And when Jesus came on a donkey as a servant, He didn't match their picture. My question this morning is how many of us have put Jesus in a box? We've created in our minds our own Jesus instead of the Jesus of the Bible. Many claim that they are saved because they're born into a Christian family. Many because they've been baptized or joined the church. Many because they have an intellectual understanding of the gospel. Believe in biblical doctrine. Yet the scriptures say not everyone who says Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Many pastors, those serving in church positions, Believe they're saved because of what they do. Not because of the hope of Christ. Many believe they're saved because of an emotional experience. Many believe because they've been healed. Seen supernatural visions. Many because they've been blessed with material possessions. Many because they've kept the law. They live by legalism. When Scripture says that we were saved by the law, then Christ died needlessly. Many believe because they've had answered prayers, or they have a religious Christian view on Facebook, Twitter, and other online resources. Many because they've prayed a prayer, the sinner's prayer. They've accepted Jesus. They've made a decision for Christ. Yet their lives look nothing like it. 
What have we created? Yesterday I watched YouTube over and over and over as these people walked around with video cameras. And I couldn't play it because some of their ideas of Jesus were so pagan that it would have been offensive to the least of us. They said, oh, I believe in Jesus. That he's the Son of God. That He came to this world. And that He died on the cross for my sins. And so I can do whatever I want to do because He's forgiven me. I can live whatever kind of life I want. Oh, he's forgiven me. Person after person, the person missing the mark of the biblical Jesus. Listen, Jesus brings wonderful hope if we understand who Jesus really is. The true Jesus. Just like In the days of Christ, people had false hope. They had a misunderstanding of who Christ was. And they fell short. And so many today as well miss it. They, I hope, to show you a true hope. A hope that is only through Christ. A hope that is worth giving everything up for your life. A hope that's worth dying for. A hope that's worth living for. A hope that can only be found in Jesus Christ. You see, we have the whole story. We have the whole revelation of God. There's no guessing. We see it. We see the prophetic message of this new baby that was coming, that was going to be Messiah, that was going to bring us a wonderful hope of salvation and the forgiveness of sins so that we might be reunited with Christ. They didn't have the whole story. I'm not giving them excuses, but we have no excuse. I was perplexed yesterday evening as I saw Joel Osteen say, national television, oh, I believe the Mormons are Christians. Listen, they might not have the same form of Christianity as I do, but they believe Jesus, their Lord and Savior. A false hope. Where have we gone as a Christian nation? Stepping down of the orthodox of Christianity. We need to stand up for the true hope of Jesus Christ alone. And who Jesus claimed to be. God in flesh. This is why we celebrate Christmas. It's not the presents. It's not the Christmas tree. It's not the pretty lights. It's not cookies and milk. Although all those things are good. Our purpose. Christmas. Because we celebrate a hope. Of an accurate hope. One that pulls from the whole counsel of God's word. And a hope that will never fail us. We've seen the teachings of Paul, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
we see a great blessing of this Jesus that's coming. Because we see the big picture. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 says, We continually remember before God and, and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, hope in Christ inspires endurance because He's paid it all. We see baby Jesus, but without the cross, Without the resurrection, we have hope in a man that didn't accomplish anything. We see it all. And so we can have hope. This baby that was born brought us hope. This baby was coming to give us a reason to live. A purpose. A reason to love. A reason to have faith. A reason to push when things are tough. Because we have a hope. The first Peter 1.21 says, Through Him you believe in God, who raised Him from the dead and glorified Him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Look. It's your life. Whatever issues you're going through, whatever problems have occurred in your life, whatever struggles you're going through, whatever addictions you have in your life, the birth of this child brings forth hope. He's promised to supply your every need. He's, he's promised that His grace is sufficient for each one of us. God has promised that His children will not be overtaken by temptation, but that we can stand firm. God has promised us the victory over death. God has promised us in Romans 8.28 that He will work all things together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. God has promised that those who are in Christ Jesus will be saved. He's promised His people eternal life. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. He's promised. And all of these promises can be made. Why? Because Jesus is Messiah. The Christ. The one for us, not against us. Looking back at Lieutenant, Lieutenant George Dixon, eventually he took this coin onto the CSS Hunley. Confederate submarine believed that could break the blockade, the Union. And after seeking a, seeking a ship, the Hunley itself sank, taking down Lieutenant Dixon along with him and his crew to their deaths. And recently, the coin was found when the submarine was raised. They found the coin that he carried for his hope. And the silent testimony to the fact this golden coin, this good luck piece, couldn't save him. It was a false hope. 
A dead hope. But in the birth of Jesus Christ, we have a living hope. A sure and certain hope that Messiah has come to bring us victory. One that would take away the sins of the world. Where's your hope today? Where are you placing your hope? Is it in Christ? Or is it in some philosophical reasoning that you've learned in school? Or is it in some manner in which you've created in your own head? By what authority have you done it? By this authority we created the hope of Messiah. It's reliable. It's accurate. It's never been defeated. God came in flesh. He was born of a virgin. Promised from the old. And lived a perfect, sinless life. One that we could never live. But by His grace and His mercy, He became our sin. On the cross at Calvary. He claimed to be the Son of God. And the only way to salvation in John 14. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That is very narrow. Jesus says it. He's the way. We believe it. Because of historical, cultural, and physical And information given to us by the Holy Spirit. He promised to prepare a place. But he also promised to come again. Which we believe. The second coming of Christ. When that day comes. It will be wonderful. And terrifying. Just depends on which side of the line you're on. Many will rejoice. Because that in which they've hoped. That in which they've placed their faith will burst through the clouds and we will see our king and we will fall on our face. The Bible says all will bow their knee to the Lord. Whether you believe him or not, you will bow before the king of kings and Lord of Lord. The question is, will you this morning place your hope in Jesus Christ? That king... That Christ is my hope. A hope that is in Christ. Looking the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus. I can give you no other hope during this Advent season than the look to Jesus Christ. Because everything that has ever been created on this earth will fail you except for Christ. Where's your hope this morning? Let us pray.